Don't drop the dinosaur, Daddy. Oh, my God, that tastes so good. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Bycast, the podcast serving the freshest and tastiest of food-related banter. I'm your host, John O'Peck. You can find me on the socials at John himself, and we are in for a tasty treat as the sous chef becomes the head chef for the evening. I've switched aprons with your regular host, 8-Bit Founder, Brisket Boy, and Pink Donut Devotee. It's Brendan White, who you can find everywhere at Brendan8Bit. Brendan, the lazy Susan has been activated and we have switched seats. How you doing? <laughs> I am spinning like any good lazy Susan should. Uh, it's it's exciting. It's it's a little bit nervous being on this side of the uh, of the kitchen, but I'm looking forward to it. I didn't didn't realize how nerve wracking these questions are when you're trying to formulate good responses until I looked inwards and tried to find mm. the perfect answer to all these. So we'll see. But I'm I'm doing good. I'm excited. Bitecast has been been fun so far it's been met with uh, yeah. a lot of praise so thanks to all the listeners out there that have checked it out and if you haven't or you haven't shared it to friends family or enemies do so now because uh we need to keep tracking we need to keep trending and charting so uh thanks to everybody and thanks for those to come that's true that's a good idea because we you know we're all part of this kind of video game and geek culture community but uh this is probably a podcast that you could just share with mum and dad or just random facebook friends and people might go oh yeah i'm up for a a new podcast about food like who doesn't love food who doesn't love talking and listening to people talk about food so yeah it could be one that uh that latches on to new new uh, listeners new ears I hope so. I hope so. I hope this is uh, a show. Yeah, it's not going to alienate anybody. There's a, a flavor for every every palate, you could say. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's a universal category that just about everyone on planet Earth loves. There is some weird people that just <laughs> don't get excited about food, but maybe they'll enjoy the banter that comes from it. So uh, yeah, share it around to everybody. Mm. Please and thank you. Yep. And this is the first recording we've done, I think, in a post debut world. So we've, you know, the world has reacted to Bitecast and so far, they seem to be digging it. What do we get in the top fifteen for food podcasts in Apple? Yeah, Apple we uh, we we settled at number eleven for the the top food podcasts in the Australian charts. I think we're still sitting somewhere in the top fifty at the moment, which is still pretty good for for a show that's only been out a week. And and with more episodes, will come more listens and hopefully more ratings and subscriptions on Apple Podcasts and also Spotify. Uh, Spotify has got a, uh, a rating app on there now too, so you can uh, give us those cheeky five stars, please and thank you. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been pretty cool to see us up there amongst Nigella Lawson and all these like uh, prestigious chefs and foodies. And then there's just a bunch of random riffraff from around Australia having a good time in there too. Absolutely. So you've probably had a lot of time to think about these topics as you're running through them with the previous uh, guests or participants so you shouldn't struggle at all with this Brendan it should be you should have you know had a lot of time to prep I think don't give me that bad juju you know I'm very fast and loose JP with with most things in life and I did like once you and I committed to to doing this episode I gave it a bit of thought but I didn't want to overthink it because I didn't want to uh sure 
overcook my answers. I didn't want to burn the quality mm. of response here. So I sort of just, um, you know, shot honest and shot true and, and put a couple of little hit points so I didn't forget. And yeah, we'll see if I uh, make an ass of myself or if I uh, <laughs> you know, deliver a tasty audible-based dish tonight. Very good. You'll go with your gut, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Always right. do. Topic one, Brendan. What food-related item or dish would you compare yourself to and why? This is probably the toughest of the four topics for me, but uh, I'm pretty happy after much internal deliberation to uh, settle on a milkshake. So I think, you know, I'm a bit of a classic. I can be found everywhere at Brendan 8-Bit, obviously. Um, I'm loved by people of all ages for the most part. (laughs) Can be a little bit naughty. I come in a heap of different flavors. So what I mean by that is... Uh, there's there's podcast Brendan, there's video game Brendan, there's suit and tie work Brendan, there's straight laced uh, work Brendan, there's crazy Brendan, there's drunk Brendan, there's all Brendans, there's Brendans of all types of flavors that a lot of people have met throughout my life that are uh, you know a different flavor today than tomorrow and vice versa. So yeah, depending on the situation, that flavor can change. And further expanding on that, I'm pretty adaptable to any situation. I feel I can sort of fit any type of uh, role needed given the, you know, the, the situation I'm in, whether it be a, a social gathering, a work-related thing, I can be front and center, like a big, giant, grand, over-the-top milkshake you see now where there's a donut on top and candy hanging out of it and sparklers. Or if you need something a little bit more subdued, you just need me in the background to just give you a little bit of nice taste here or there. I can be just that OG, you know, that, that vanilla malt shake, you know, the mm. classic, just the simple... Vanilla shake in like the shiny silver cup. Outside of all that as well, probably if you consume too much of me, I might make you a little bit sick. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, I think a milkshake probably, uh, yeah, describes me as good as I can from a uh, food-related aspect. That's good. I I endorse that response. While we're on the topic of milkshakes, I just want to say they can be very hit and miss because you're you're at the cafe or whatever and you don't know how they do their milkshakes because some Mm. of them do the the flavored like you know here's a squirt of like the banana flavor or whatever and and others will actually blend up a banana and you just don't know what you're going to get it's it's a a bit of a a lucky dip you have to kind of suss out the vibe it does make it tough and then it's also like I'm i'm a big fan of when they'll blend through the ice cream into it too but i don't i don't want like a like i'm not opposed to a thick shake but i don't want a milkshake where it feels like I'm like crushing my bloody esophagus <laughs> trying to suck this thing back. I want to be able to get a good amount of milk flowing through that straw without too much resistance. That makes sense. That makes sense. I love a good salted caramel milkshake. I have yes. to say that's like one of the one of the great beverages. I'm just thinking back now to uh, the Biscoff shakes we had from 300 grams when you were up here last time. They are a tasty, tasty liquid treat as well. Absolutely. All right. Uh, next question. Next topic. What is your guilty pleasure when it comes to food? This is this is tough. Like you, you brought this up when when I sort of uh, was asking you these questions, and you, you sort of said you don't really have any guilty pleasures because you don't want to really feel guilt around these pleasures. You just want to enjoy them. But I mm. thought, you know what? Let's let's try and think of those you know those cheeky little naughty snacks and treats that that we all enjoy. And the first one that comes to mind for me is the uh, the Tim Tam double coat. I have one of those every other night with my uh, nightly cup of tea. Love, love, love a good Tim Tam. And double coat is 
the Tim Tam MVP for me. So, so that's one. Another one that's been probably one of my most long-term guilty pleasures is the flavor combination of Cheese Supreme Doritos or Doritos for my late great nan. <laughs> and uh, they don't do craft French onion dip anymore, but if you can get the Zhuzh or the Ritz French onion dip, you combine that with those Cheese Supreme Doritos and it is just food flavor nirvana. It's one of my favorite things in the entire world to eat. Mm. And um, yeah, the dogs and I actually shared a packet of these and the dip <laughs> just last night to sort of just reminisce and, and get that full flavor profile before tonight. And oh, it still hits so good, JP. Have you ever tried it? No, I don't think I've dipped my um, corn chips in anything apart from salsa. So, Well, next time good. you're here, I'm taking on a journey. <laughs> All right. There's a lot of there's a lot of food journeys that we have to go on. Oh together. yeah, it's just one long super highway, and we're just making stops along the way. Yeah. Another one, uh, chicken skin. I love chicken skin, like fried chicken skin. Obviously, if we want to be specific, and a lot of the Asian restaurants now are starting to be able to allow you to just purchase chicken skin on its own. So Papa Rich first started doing this, I found, where it was just like chicken skin pieces with a little bit of fat in there. So it was a bit juicy, a bit crunchy. Hot Star does it now where you can get a bag of chicken skin for $5. And it is so good. And it makes me think back to when I was working in Canada at this diner and we used to uh, grab the turkeys because we have to pull them to make these sandwiches. And I'd peel the entire skin off this turkey almost in one hit and then chuck it into the deep fryer in one piece and have like a superhero cape-sized piece of turkey skin (laughs) and just chew on it for ages and ages. And it was so so bad for you, but so good. Yeah, I have to admit when we get like a roast chicken from Coles or whatever, I go straight for the skin. It's the best part. It's so good. It's so good. And and the last last guilty pleasure I wanted to highlight is uh, movie popcorn. So just that cinema style popcorn just hits different compared to, you know, the popping bag you you chuck in the microwave or the the popcorn you try and do in in the uh in the pan on on the hot plate. Luckily now I've got a little mini micro uh cinema style yeah. popcorn machine and I've got the the oils and the salts to make it taste just the same, but there's times or many times over the years where I've driven to the cinema or gone to the cinema specifically to grab popcorn and then just take it home and then eat, watch things on the couch <laughs> at home because it's just that good. That's classic. Last time I went to the movies, as I was walking out with my dad, we noticed like a three-quarters full large popcorn and we were just like, you know, who who would waste so much good popcorn? It's, it's criminal. It's criminal. Yeah, it's, that, that person I hope gets a bit of jail time because that is disgusting, disgraceful behavior like... You know that that's that's a lot of kernels just going to waste. That's meeting the trash because you're just weak and uh, you couldn't finish more than a quarter of it in like a two-hour film. Like it's enough. also it's also like ten bucks for that. That's true. <laughs> that popcorn probably instead of getting the small that they probably should have reached for. But it is very overpriced mm. at the cinema. Like it's snacks ridiculous. at the cinema, it's highway robbery. But like I don't care because I love it so much. The coke, yeah. like the soft drink out of the fountain machine, always sucks. But the popcorn, always good. It's almost like uh, just a necessary part of, of going to the movies is the snack to go along with it. Yeah. It weirds me out when going to the movies and people either don't get snacks or they don't want popcorn. They'll just get like the, you know, how you can buy like the, the tub of lollies and just like pour whatever assortment in you like. Mm. Like they'll have that instead. I'm like, what? What are you doing? You got to have popcorn with a movie. 
<laughs> I, I'm I, I'm guilty of like stopping at the supermarket on the way to the cinema and just getting you know whatever I feel like Starbursts or Skittles or Fizzos or something. That's that's my. I'm more of a sweet tooth. Than You'll save so bar. much money. Like I like I like to do the old peanut M and M's and maybe chuck a few in with the popcorn. But yeah, if you can swing by yeah, a Woolies or an IGA or something beforehand, you'll save yourself about $900 <laughs> on the bag. So yeah, yeah, smart play there, JP. And before we move on completely, uh, Tim Tam's in the cupboard, the fridge or the freezer? The cupboard. Always the cupboard. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like Unless it's like stinking hot and then they're sort of melting. But the freezer, no way ever because then they're just like little chocolate rocks like my, I'm very self-conscious about my teeth breaking, so <laughs> I'm never going to put chocolate in the freezer. And then the fridge, it's going to give you that same hardness and you're going to lose all the like the, that soft inside of a Tim Tam. It's just going to be one stiff block that's not fun. Have you have you tried it though? I've tried fridged, not out of the freezer. It's not actually as hard. They don't go as hard as you think because it's, it's that soft. It's not, it's not like solid chocolate. It's the biscuity stuff. Mm-hmm. So Hannah's started putting them in the freezer, and I have to say I quite like it. So it's it's uh it's not the the you know the jawbreaker that you're imagining. To be honest, I will um I, I've just ate my last double coat, but I've got the the gooey caramel in the in the cupboard. So I'll mm. put them into the freezer and I'll try them tomorrow night, and I'll report yeah. back. Maybe maybe just put one in there. Just you know just you, you don't want to completely go all in if you, you just want to try it. Maybe. Yeah, do you think I'd have to like wrap it in Glad wrap or something? Like you wouldn't want to expose uh, just the chocolate to the elements in there and maybe give it a bit of a wrap? Might be a good idea, yeah. Put it in a little container. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're up to the section where we're going to... That's right, we're shooting from the hip with some rapid fire questions. The first one is, how do you have your coffee? Well, if you asked me this a few years ago, it would have been an identical order to yours, the old cappuccino. But mm-hmm. uh, these days, I am a long black man. And uh, if it's scalding hot as tra- is tradition, I will either ask them to drop like a piece of ice in there or like just a splash of cold water. And then I'll have half a sugar in there too. Mm. Is it mm. true that once you go black, you never go back? <laughs> That's... Uh, <laughs> Has that been no, true you? <laughs> in, in, some, in some regards, most definitely. But uh, I've also... Due to our good friend uh, Maddie, Mister Audio Technic himself, uh, who is who is uh, of the vegan mindset these days, we've gone to many a breakfast and many a brunch, and um, the coffee shop we go to, uh, he he got me a um, a oat milk latte, and I'm like, this is this is pretty good. I actually enjoy this. So if I'm feeling like something a little softer. And you get a little bit of that sweetness from the oat milk. An oat milk latte is also a fallback, but 95% of the time, long black, mm-hmm. bit of ice or cold water and half sugar. And the morning coffee for you, it's the the, the pod, the Nespresso, the, sorry, the Starbucks pod. That right? is, yeah, the Starbucks, the Starbucks blonde pod. Long it's, black uh, well. I think it's a six. It is a long black, yep. So uh, the top right-hand button on my machine doesn't do any of the milk frothing in that top top section. If I press one of the other ones, it'll try and give me some milk, but I'm not about that. So yeah, just a just a long black, splash of cold water, bit of sugar, and away I go. Fantastic. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Hokey pokey, John O'Peck. Hokey pokey. I uh, you know, I put this whole tub in, then I put this whole tub out, <laughs> then I shake it all about. I do all the hokey pokey oriented things with this ice cream. Like it's a vanilla base with 
honeycomb swirls. And then you get them little like honeycomb crunchy pearls in the good hokey pokey. Yeah. And it's just happiness in every bite. And I love it. Can't argue with that. What's your Vegemite toast ratio? So so my uh, my favorite bit of Vegemite toast, I go a three on the on the toaster. So mm-hmm. in that middle, that golden brown. Ideally, if the thicker the toast, the better because I like that sort of warm cloud bread sort of vibe mm-hmm. going on there. Good smattering of butter or margarine, whatever it is in the cupboard, in the fridge, sorry. But I want that uh, edge to edge and it's melted. So I'm not going to put any Vegemite on there unless it's fully melted. So I'll typically do my two pieces, put the butter or the margarine on, then put them sort of on top of each other just so the heat just mm. melts the melts the butter all, all nice and pretty and tasty. Get the veggie and then it's just a thin layer edge to edge as well. So I want to have even thinly distributed Vegemite, but mostly I want that cloud bread taste and the butter and then just a hit of that saltiness from the veggie. All right. That's not too dissimilar to, to the way I do it, but I think maybe just described differently. And the, uh, <laughs> the wall-to-wall is probably going... Being a bit more thorough, so I, yeah. I like that. It's I probably just don't have the patience to do that. <laughs> I also have issues with butter sometimes, like not melting fast enough, and th- you just kind of ruin the bread by trying to spread it. You know, when it's not hot enough to melt. I have uh, been known to chuck the the toast sneakily into the microwave for like ten seconds just to make sure you mm. get that proper melted butter because yeah. I feel you. It's a heartbreaker when you got those. <laughs> Just those dollops just sitting there refusing to melt. It's like, come on, what am I waiting for? Exactly. Coke or Pepsi? Coke by a mile. I love Pepsi Max if we're talking sort of sugar-free varieties, mm. but OG Coke, I'd say, you know, they reckon there's we're made up primarily of water and all that kind of nonsense. Mm-hmm. I reckon there's a portion of my being that is still probably made up of Coca-Cola just because I've drunken so much of it over the years. I've weaned myself off substantially but like i blame blame my late old man like he introduced my sister and i to coke when we were like when i was you know two or three and my sister was <laughs> that age too so i've got stories and photos of me like sipping on a can of coke when i'm like three or four years old and it just got me it just the addiction just set in from a very very young age when i didn't even all have all of my teeth and i'm smashing the old black gold and uh it's still got a hold on me today i'm just a a stronger man than I was when I was uh, in nappies. <laughs> it's a miracle that you still have all your teeth, I have to say. Well, some of them are fake, so uh, <laughs> maybe the Coke had something to play there with you that. Go. <laughs> yeah, you hear these horror stories of kids, like two or three, that drink like a liter of Coke a day. You know, it's basically bottle fed to them. I was one of those kids, JP. Yeah. Don't... <laughs> I made it out, though. Yeah. You broke the cycle. <laughs> Wasn't easy. Yeah. Okay. And what, what I have to ask, when you go to KFC, what drink do you get? Because, you know, Coke's not on the on the uh, table there. Primarily 7-Up, to be honest. Yeah. I love, love, love 7-Up and Sprite. I love the old uh, lemon-lime fizzy drink because you, you can't technically call it lemonade. People can get pissy about that. But <laughs> I love Sprite and I love 7-Up. Otherwise, I'll get a Pepsi Max. Very good. Never Pepsi. Never, ever, ever sun-kissed. Do you do the do? I... I Used to do the Jew, but now I see it in that real angry fluorescent bottle. It scares me a little bit. So I'm like, mm. I don't do the do no more. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit nuka cola y, yeah. I guess. But what's your favorite fast food chain? 
<sighs> this is tough. Like, I didn't want to just lean into the same sort of thought processes that a lot of the other listeners or and guests that have been on the show have so far. And something that I really, really love, but I haven't found one here in Melbourne yet. I'm going to go with the Porto. I love me some a Porto. I love their burgers. I love their giant Bondi bite nuggets. I love their Prego sauce, their lemon and herb sauce, their chips, their quarter of a chicken. They've got all the good stuff going on and they sell Coke or Sprite. So I got my drink there too. So a Porto, I'm going to put my money on. I just don't know where one is in Melbourne. I want a Porto so bad. I don't know if it is a thing in, in, uh, in Melbourne. I'm looking You've had it up. a Porto before though, right? I don't know if I have. Like I don't <gasps> recall ever doing this. I, I can see there is one in Melbourne on the Trobe Street in the CBD. Okay. You don't have to give it up completely. But uh, what would you say? Bondi... Bondi bites they're called. That's their that's their nuggets. Yeah. I'm I'm seeing there's a Bondi burger as well. This this makes me think that it's quite clearly a Sydney based. It did phenomenon. originate in Sydney on Bondi Beach. Yeah, yeah, the old Portuguese chicken. Yeah. I can well, see the chicken obviously originated in Portugal, but like the fast food chain, yeah, started <laughs> up in Bondi. I can see three in the entire metropolitan Melbourne area, according to like at least Google Maps. So yeah, it exists, but it's not common at all. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's so good. I love it. And um, we're going to have to experience it together one day, JP, because I'm a big fan. Add it to the list, along with those special donuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Barclays old-fashioned jam donuts. Let's go. <laughs> so when you go to Oporto, what is your order? My order, Australia's John O'Peck, is a double fillet or tropo burger. So that is uh, two lightly crumbed chicken fillets. And then on top of that, there's pineapple, there's cheese, there's bacon, lettuce, and then like a like a Portuguese type mayo on there on a seeded bun. Their chips, their chips are very similar to KFC and they're delicious. And then um, three or six of these big Bondi bites on the side. So equivalent of, I guess you could say, a 10 pack of nuggets on the side because these things are like little baby chicken schnitzels. Then you dip them into the Prego sauce and you have a great time. And a Sprite or a Coke. Is this like a... Better version of Nando's, basically. It's it's Nando's where they sort of lean more into the burgers and stuff. You know where Net, like Nando's does that, but I think they're more so known for the the quarter chicken chips yes. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, similar style. I think Nando's is Spanish and this is Portuguese, so like they're, you know, they're from a similar ilk. Yeah, similar. Yeah, much cheaper too. Nando's is so expensive. It is a bit. Yeah. Okay, and I've thrown in a, a special extra question here, just to give you something that uh, is actually from the hip that okay. you didn't know about beforehand. What is the worst thing you've eaten? Are we talking like worse from a taste perspective or... Like I'm never putting that inside these lips ever again. <laughs> mashed potato. Nah, I've eaten worse <laughs> than mashed potato. Um, I've eaten a lot of like organs and bugs and things over the years. Organs. <laughs> Yeah, like, like growing up on kidneys. yeah, growing up on the farm, like you'd have hearts and liver and kidneys and brain and stuff. Brain, listeners, it's not bad. Crumb it, fry it. It tastes like a really tender bit of chicken schnitzel. It's fine. From, from which animal are we talking? We should probably specify. Uh, mostly like sheep and cow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But I've had, I've had, I've eaten horse in Germany. I've eaten snails in France. 
Snails are pretty gross. I'm not a big fan. Um, I really hate oysters and mussels. Hate, 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 hate them. But as far as the worst thing I've ever eaten in my life, it was probably a recent addition to my palate, and that was um, the surströmming, that uh, fermented fish from Sweden that comes in the can. I was hoping you'd talk about this. <laughs> I had this in mind. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine, um, streamer extraordinaire, Panda TV, aka Ryan Dingle, for, a, for a, uh, a subathon challenge, it was to buy some of this and get it imported in. So we did that. And there was a group of us that all met up in a park because you need to open this in a fairly open environment because the smell is unlike just about anything you'll ever encounter <laughs> in your life. And the smell was wretched enough, but putting this like fermented, gooey, soupy devil fish in your mouth, the taste was rough. And then that smell just runs down your throat and just grabs your lungs and just smashes them about. And I didn't vomit. I nearly vomited many times trying this stuff, but it was one of the worst experiences I've ever had. Uh, there's some video around circulating that I can dig up and chuck in the show notes here. You can have a look at. But yes, there's thrumming. The, uh, the, the fermented fish from Sweden. I think it's Sweden, not Finland. I'm pretty sure it's Sweden, but it's horrible, 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 horrible. Never again. Unless someone pays me a lot of money, <laughs> is there a, a people that enjoy it? Is that is that like for a food to exist? I imagine it has to be enjoyed by someone. I think it is a bit of a bit of a in air quotes delicacy for some of the the native people of Sweden. Like I think some people just do enjoy it casually or to celebrate life <laughs> life successes. I don't know, but. I don't know who they are. They probably need to get uh, their their head checked because it's not a good time, but each their own. You know, I'm not going to pass judgment too heavily. Sure. <laughs> All right. What are your weird food habits? <sighs> the, the first one that comes to mind for me is how I eat my grapes. So with grapes, they've got to be green. They've got to be seedless for one. Um, I'll eat them individually one at a time and I'll grab the grape and I'll put it so it's like half in my mouth but like half out of my mouth and I like suck them down like that every single time. One grape at a time, always have, always will be. And I don't know why, but I just have to do that. And I have to hear like that, that suck back in sound, then I'll start chewing on them every single time. Okay, so you do chew on it at least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't like swallow them whole like a bird. <laughs> I'm thinking like it sounds like a vacuum cleaner, like you just straight down. Yeah, But I don't know why. I, I just, yeah, sit it half in, suck it back and then chew it, enjoy the grape. And then the next one. And then the next one. Is this like a... Is it an audible sound that everyone can hear? Oh, yeah. People can hear it. Like, I've been made fun of a lot of times in, in former lives and relationships where they've watched me eat grapes. They'll hear the noise and then just look over and watch and then just giggle and call me an idiot. And Yeah, so I do that with my grapes. They're still delicious. I actually bought some grapes yesterday. I should have brought some up. I could have done a live yeah. grape right now for this topic. But Do you want to uh, go get one? No, nah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, the other one is when when I'm eating something like crazy, crazy good and tasty, uh, my body sort of gets a little bit excited and I'll do like a little dance in the chair a lot of the times when it's something really nice. Like you, you see the Shaquille O'Neal gifts floating little, around where he's doing the, the shimmy. Ooh. Yeah, the shimmy. I do that a lot of times when I'm eating really good food and uh, mm. I get made fun of pretty often when people see that. So there's that one. 
You got something um, in common with my son because he starts dancing when he's enjoying his <laughs> his meal as well. He starts grooving in the, it's in so the great. high chair. It's so great. Like, and more people should just let their bodies go in those nirvanic <laughs> states when they're, they're eating something yummy. Another one is I eat a lot of my vegetables raw as opposed to cooked. So like mm, beans, peas, weird. carrots, and stuff like that. I'd prefer to just happily cut them up and just eat them like almost like crunchy finger food. So like I'll still eat them cooked. Don't get me wrong. Love them all cooked, but I can sit and eat beans or peas or snow peas or anything like that that's got that crunchy texture. I can eat the like a packet of chips. I can sit there just with the the the, the veggie bag and just chomp them on happily. Mm. I can't abide by like the uncooked carrot or the like the uncooked corn. I just like I gotta have it soft for whatever yeah, reason. Like, I don't know if I could eat uncooked corn. But carrot, definitely. Like, especially like if we're, mm. you know, we, we love wings. And typically when I'll cook wings at home, I'll, I'll have them with a platter of, yeah, crunchy veggies with it. And there'll be uncooked carrots in there. There'll be capsicum. There'll be um, beans, cherry tomatoes, cucumber, stuff like that. Anything that's crunchy that I can just eat with my fingers, I'm down mm. for it. All right. Yeah. And the other one, it's not really a weird food habit, but my KFC orders get very, very specific where I'm changing this and that, you know, potato and gravy to a gravy. Have to have dinner rolls with every KFC order. I like to either dip them into the gravy and just have like gravy sliders or if I've got nuggets, I'll open up the the dinner roll, put a little nugget in there and have like little nugget gravy sliders. (laughs) Have to every single time. That's Extra salt on the chips too. And what was the... um the phenomena that you started with the burger at, at Macca's, the steamed bun, right? Oh, that's oh yeah, that, a that's a bit of a weird habit. food habit. Yeah, I don't think it's weird. I think it's the best. But if you're ordering certain types of burgers through the app, there's an option where you can steam the buns, so especially for a McChicken. If you're ordering McChicken, just scroll down to the customization or the additions or whatever it's called. Check that steam bun box. It costs nothing. But the bun is just that much more softer and fluffier and tastier. And if you're ordering at the counter and you want, you know, your cheeseburgers or whatever, you'll have to manually ask. But yeah, it just lightens up that bread, freshens up that burger. No one wants a burger where you bite in and the bread sort of breaks and it's sort of just getting a bit brittle. This just keeps it all soft and tasty and uh, fresher. Yeah, I did try it after that wreck and I found that to be true. So I can co-sign on that recommendation. All right. Any more or are we done with the, the weird we're done. habits? Otherwise, <laughs> we're going to be here for another 12 hours. I'll just start throwing yeah. darts and, and pulling memories. That's it. All right. Last question. What is your favorite food? This is tough because I feel bad that I'm alienating so many other foods. So I just wanted to quickly give a shout out to pepperoni pizza and all its beautiful styles of, of cooking and preparation and all the just delicious ways you can eat pizza all over the world. But I've settled on the old Shanghai-style Chinese dumplings, and I'm going to mainly narrow that down to Xiaolongbao's and then your, your pot stickers or your pork buns as they, as they come in. So, yeah, steamed Xiaolongbao's or the or the pan-fried pot stickers and pork buns. Uh, usually a, a pork mince inside these little beauties. The Xiaolongbao's, obviously, it's like a soup dumpling. So you bite into that, you get that pork, but you also get this delicious broth and it's just a little flavor bang. Like they're just little bite-sized throwdowns, but you bite in, it's just flavor going everywhere. A bit of soy and vinegar in there mixed as well. Xiaolongbao's are the best. Do you like Xiaolongbao's? I can't say the name alone is something that 
conjures an image of it. So no, I don't know. Is, are you talking about like just is is it just the chicken? What? It's Sorry. a little pork dumpling. Yeah. So I, see, I don't I don't know it by that name. I would just think pork dumpling. Like is what is what I would. I, I don't eat it enough to know the names. I guess okay. is what I'm saying. Well, <laughs> ne- next time you're coming here and the the food tour or the food journey is going to recommence, I'm taking into my favorite <laughs> Shanghai style dumpling house. Luckily, it's it's a chain around Australia, and there's one in Melbourne. Okay. Shout out to New Shanghai, love you. Uh, there, there's Yaolong Bows, their pot stickers and their pork buns. We'll get some maybe some beans with EXO sauce and, and mince <laughs> on top. Maybe we'll get uh, some shallot pancakes, some rice. I feel like I have to like come and stay for like a week just to try all these all these foods. <laughs> yeah, you got annual leave building up. That'll be fine. But Yaolong Bows or Shanghai style Chinese dumplings are. They own a big piece of my heart and I love them so much. And there's just so many good memories attached to these. When I take friends and family to New Shanghai, especially, whether it was when I was in Sydney or Brisbane or now here in Melbourne, and they eat them and their eyes light up and they're just like, what the fuck is this? This is the greatest thing ever. Like I took my sister there the other day and she was, you know, maybe we were both doing a little happy dance shimmy as we were eating these things and it was just a good time. That's a big call. It's it's a big call for that to go number one, but mm-hmm. you've you've got my attention because I know how much you love like a, you know, like a, a smoked brisket or you know any of the other multiple foods we've t- talked about tonight. But uh, yeah, got my curiosity and my attention. It was tough because like you know we love burgers, we love wings, fried chicken, all mm. that. Didn't mention any of that once until just now. So. Uh... Yeah, Shanghai style dumplings, just uh, next level. But you got to have the old uh, 70-30 soy to vinegar ratio. That's that's my little hot tip for anyone out there hunting Shanghai dumplings. 70-30 soy to vinegar. And some chili if you want some. All right. You've done well, Brendan. You've made it through the questions. And uh, yeah, I think, I think, you know, every episode so far... People have heard you rolling through these questions with everyone else, so now they can finally hear what you have to say about each of these very important topics. Well done. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's, it's nice to uh, yeah sort of turn the turn the microphone in a different direction, even though it's still the same way as it always <laughs> is. Uh, probably bad bad metaphor, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been fun. It's exciting. Hopefully, I didn't lose my uh, my food cred card uh, because I pride myself on on knowing good food and having good recommendations. So hopefully, people don't think less of me after this. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. I hope so. But thank you for coming in and uh, grilling me with these mm. uh, these very tasty and tender questions. I think we uh, we executed well. Sadly, episode didn't get finished in under thirty minutes. So luckily for you listeners, it's free. But uh, if you wanted to repay us, be sure to rate, view, subscribe this podcast and all the other podcasts you listen to on the regular. Takes no time, costs no money, means the world to us, helps keep the emotional lights on in our hearts. But if you wanted to support us monetarily, obviously you can do so at ko-fi.com forward slash we are 8-bit. Very good. So that brings us to the end, JP. It does. What do you think? I think um, we can close up the kitchen for another day. I think so. So um, yeah, be sure to follow my fantastic lead chef here for this evening at Johnny himself on the socials follow me at brendan 8bit follow us all at we are 8bit and after such a goddamn sweet and tasty episode what better advert to play us out other than a classic 
ripped straight from 1992 when I was the grand old age of six about the legendary crunchy chocolate bar. The kitchen is now closed, so please settle your tab, tip your waiter, and be safe. Much love and stay hungry. Cadbury Crunchy. Delicious blend of crisp, light, crunchy honeycomb covered in real Cadbury Dairy Milk chocolate.